Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras, from the state better known as California. Now, normally, I would say at this point that uh, we all know that I do not do this program alone, but as you can see, well, I am alone once again. Uh, Mike is uh, once again flying the friendly skies over the uh, the southeast somewhere, uh, doing his thing. So unfortunately, he was not able to be here for the program today. He will be sorely missed, but uh, hey, you and I will have a good time this Thirsty Thursday nonetheless. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. I want to start off with Hitman Industries. That's right, Hitman Industries. If you own an AR-15, uh, especially a newer AR-15, there's a good chance that you already have one of their barrels in your firearm. So here's the deal. Why not, if you just in case you don't, or if you don't, check them out? Because check this out. Hitman Industries sells all sorts of various different uh, firearm parts and accessories. Uh, it's a great place to go. Uh, it's a great website. Just go to hitmanindustries.net. That's hitmanindustries.net. Check them out. Uh, and trust me, you will definitely find some stuff there that you're going to want to purchase. Uh, also, we have the California Republican Assembly, or as I like to call them, the Republican wing of the Republican Party in the state of California, uh, fighting to elect conservatives from everything from dog catcher all the way up to governor of the state of California. So please check them out. If you're in the state of California, if you're not in the state of California, feel free to kick them down a donation nonetheless. Also, then if uh, you are looking for tactical gear, I'm talking gloves, op boots, whatever it may be, uh, they have it there at uscombatgear.com. That's right, uscombatgear.com. Check them out. It's the place to go. Now, the links for all of our, for all of our uh, sponsors, the links to their websites are in the description to this program. So all you got to do, go there, click on the link, check them out. If you like what you see, spend some money with them or donate some money to them and make sure you let them know that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. Also, want to make sure you know that uh, however you are partaking of the program, it is not the only way to partake of the program. Seeing how, as how we are always fighting the algorithms, uh, we're doing everything possible to give you as many opportunities to watch and or listen to the rundown as possible. So you'll find us on YouTube. You'll find us on, uh, you'll find us on Facebook. You'll find us on Twitter. You can find us on uh, you can find us on Rumble. You can find us on Opslands or Spotify uh, or wherever you get your podcast. In case you want to listen to the audio version of the program, so please do this: like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. That's right: like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. Alrighty then, let's go ahead and get into today's topics. Number one on the list. Oh, this is a big one because we know that the Bruin case was the case that actually originated or has, has turned on its head uh, the anti-gun or the, the, the gun control uh, movement. Uh, all of their efforts uh, to take away our fundamental right to keep, keep and bear arms has been severely undermined by the case of New York, New York Rifle and Pistol v. Bruin. Uh, but that is not stopping the tyrants there in New York from doing whatever it is they think they can do, or they no, they can't do it, but they're, they're doing whatever the heck it is they can do in order to take away or, or violate our fundamental right to keep and bear arms. And here is an example. So Governor Hochul, 
of New York has basically told police, in particular in New York City, that anyone carrying a firearm is presumed to be carrying it unlawfully until proven otherwise. So what she did was she sent out this memo, and that's this memo right here. Uh, and in this memo, specifically speaking, uh, it's called the Legal, B Legal Bureau Bulletin. And in this memo, they have a few key talking points, which she is pointing out to uh, the folks there, uh, to law enforcement in New York, in the city of New York. Now, let's read some of those points. Key points. Possessing a firearm in New York City requires a special license issued by the New York City Police Department. I guess that means that if you do not, if you have a New York State permit, it does not allow you to carry in the city of New York. I did not know that to be the case. Generally, in most states, if you have a, if you have a one, if you have a permit to carry in the state from one jurisdiction, it usually carries over to another or to all of the jurisdictions uh, within that uh, within that state. But I'm not from New York, and I am not a lawyer, so do not quote me on that. Uh, also, carrying a firearm in New York City requires a concealed carry license issued uh, by the New York City Police Department. Okay, so I guess the first one is possessing one in your home. So if you have one in your home, you need a license from New York City. That makes sense. Uh, but the second one, once again, I once again, I thought concealed carry permits, if they were issued uh, by any municipality in the state of New York, that they would be covered under the state of New York. But, uh, well, what do you know? Then we have, now this is the one that I'm getting at. Anyone carrying a firearm is presumed to be carrying unlawfully until proven otherwise. Now, folks, here in these United States, uh, we have this thing called, you know, the Constitution. And part of that Constitution is that we are, in fact, innocent until proven guilty. Meaning that someone cannot necessarily just presume that you are guilty of illegally carrying a firearm just because you are carrying a firearm. In fact, there was a case uh, in Pennsylvania where that was, act that was the actual ruling. Now, I'm not sure if that was a state court or if that was a federal court, but it does speak to the point that, look, you cannot just assume that someone is breaking the law. You can inquire as to if they have a permit, but you are not allowed to assume that they are break that they are breaking the law if they may in fact be that they may in fact be uh, 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 in compliance with the law. It's kind of like if you are sitting in your car and a policeman is not allowed to walk up to you and assume that you have stolen the car and require you to prove and then thus requiring you to prove that that is your car. Or let's take it a step further. They are not allowed to come to your home and then and then make you prove that it is your home before they arrest you for trespassing. They, they're not allowed to require you to do that. But yet and still, that is in fact what the city of New York now has as a part of, well, this way, that is what the governor of the state of New York is now saying. Now, folks, what's funny is, is that they think that they're going to get these all of these concealed concealed carry permit holders, uh, they think they're going to catch them up, uh, but but reality is the people who are going to wind up getting caught are those who are going to wind up having entanglements or engagements with the police, which basically is telling you as we've already told you on this program all stat all dat all statistics all data will tell you, yeah, it generally tends to be young, uh, black and brown males who tend to have more run in with police. Those are the ones against whom this, these edicts 
are going to be uh, are going to be implemented. Meaning, if you're young, black, and brown, and you're carrying a gun, don't matter if you had a permit, you are going to be treated like a criminal. Doesn't matter if you have a concealed carry permit, you will be treated like a criminal. By the way, that goes also goes to the fact that if you are white and and or female, uh, you too will be treated like a criminal. It's just once again according to the data data the stata the stata statistics and data we'll call it the stata okay according to the stata you <laughs> will be you guys have fewer run-ins so you're less likely to be treated as a criminal of course if you're law-abiding chances are you know you're once again your your chances of that happening are even less but uh, that by the way was information that came out of uh, that was information that once again came. That was put out there by Gun Owners of America. Uh, great folks over there. If you're not a member of Gun Owners of America, you should make sure to check them out. Uh, they do some phenomenal work. But folks, let's just be real. They are doing everything possible to try and tie the idea that if you carry a firearm, you are a criminal. And by the way, this is nothing new. Very much, very often, this is what is a part of standard law enforcement training that uh, you are a criminal, that you are a danger if you are an individual who does not have a badge and yet has a firearm. So part of the thing is this is going to require some some really, really, uh, some real efforts at changing their thinking there in the NYC or in the state of New York or in law enforcement in general when it comes to firearms. For example, uh, you have uh, the mayor of New York basically saying that, you know, Man, we, this is going to stretch all of our resources. We are not going to be able to, uh, we're not going to be able to handle uh, all of these new gun crimes because people with concealed carry permits are going to be carrying firearms in the city of New York. Now, what's funny about this is, is I believe that they are conflating something. And what they are conflating is the individuals who are criminals who already do not comply with the law who all and by the who already break the law who by the way are already carrying firearms right the, these are the people who are already carrying firearms they're saying that now this is going to make it harder because more people are going to be carrying guns well it doesn't change anything for those who are not licensed to carry not licensed to carry a gun, well then it's not a problem, right? But if you are, I mean, I mean, if you're, I'm sorry, if you are licensed to carry a gun, then it shouldn't be a problem. That's the only area where it's likely you're likely going to see an increase uh, in people carrying firearms is people who are legally licensed to carry. Because guess what? The criminals are already doing it. They're already carrying guns. What this means is, or what he's probably means is we're going to probably actually have to start having the police do their jobs. Oh, my God. In other words, we're actually going to have to start arresting criminals. Um, and by the way, if those criminals happen to be in possession of a firearm, and by, by the way, it's real simple. If someone is committing a crime, you go to arrest them. When you arrest them, if they are carrying a firearm and they do not have a permit to do so, a license to do so, they have broken the law again. I, I, I'm failing to see where this is difficult. Now, if you come across a law-abiding citizen and they are legally carrying a firearm, chances are you won't even know 
right? Because if they're doing it, there's a reason why they call it concealed, folks. Just saying. There's a reason they call it concealed. It's because generally you don't know. I had a guy who before, I had a guy who sat on a school board with me. Uh, before they made it illegal to carry on school grounds in California, even with a concealed carry permit, uh, for, for years I carried to every school board meeting. And I remember him saying, gee, I don't know if I feel comfortable being around people who have guns. And after, once again, after almost a decade of serving on the board with him, I let him know. I said, you do know that every single time you've been around me, I've had a gun on me, right? And it really kind of got him to really kind of rethink it the other way, re rethink his posi position. Because once again, by definition, if you are concealed carrying, uh, people do not know that you are in possession of a firearm. And if you are a law-abiding uh, concealed carry permit holder, then that means that you know, concealed, concealed carrier, meaning got your permit and you are not uh you're, you're basically you're not you're not a threat anyway so what this is saying is and what this mayor is is implying is that having a concealed carry permit if you are a concealed carry permit holder you are a threat uh to law the law abiding and to law enforcement and i really think he needs to reconsider his position uh, on this particular thing because uh yeah it it, it doesn't does not make him look good not 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 one little bit just just to be honest with you all right now let's talk a little bit about energy policy all right we'll shift away from new york and guns now much of the west has been experiencing uh well severe uh weather severe heat uh it started pretty much sunday uh, and it's supposed to be going all the way through till Friday. Here in Sacramento, uh, Monday, we broke a record with 116 degrees, that's, which is, by the way, 20 degrees higher than the highest record on that day. But I believe it was, and I, and I once again, you can message me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was the hottest day ever in Sacramento. It was 116. It was hot. Let me tell you, it was hot, hot. It was like 12 years of slave hot. It was so hot. I was telling Mike the other day, I saw the devil sitting on the curb talking about, man, it's too hot up in here, man. I'm going to go back to hell and cool off. That's how hot it was. Now, mind you, this time of year, triple degree weather is not an oddity in Sacramento or in much of Northern California or in much of California for that matter. So one has to wonder how much more energy is utilized during that time. But one of the things that happened was Monday around, I believe it was around like 5.48. I'm at, uh, I'm at a restaurant uh, and all of a sudden, everyone fo everyone fo everyone's phone goes off with this big, huge, loud alert. And in the alert, it's a, you know, I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, we're, we're under attack or, or, you know, it's an Amber Alert and a young, you know, a child is in danger or something like that. And I look and it says, we are, California is experiencing extreme heat. Please turn off all unnecessary energy or conserve energy or we will be threatened with rolling blackouts. Now, I'm, I'm going to go back to you again. Mind you, it's gets, it gets triple degrees. This, it is, it, what's funny is, is that other than, other than the, the days where we've had 100 degree weather, it's been actually a relatively mild summer, at least in Sacramento. But in a lot of California, it's been relatively mild. But the question here is, why? Why are there, why all of a sudden are we dealing with, are we dealing with these rolling blackouts, right? Um, are we not creating enough 
I mean, you would think that we would be able to create enough energy. I mean, especially since we've gotten all these new solar plants and wind plants and we're pushing people to we're pushing people to get solar at their homes or at their businesses. You would think that we would not have an issue with power generation. Well, guess what, folks? We most assuredly do. Now, what this article goes on to point out is that the problem is not heat, right? There's not a, there's not a, a significant, significantly more or, or diff, significant difference in the amount of energy that is utilized uh, on, a, on a 108 or 106 degree day than is on a 110 degree day or 115 degree day. There's not a lot of difference. Where the difference comes in is how much energy we have available in the state of California. Now, what they've done is they're getting away from coal and gas generated. Uh, they're pushing us away from those forms of energy and pushing us towards solar and wind. Now, here's the problem. So if it's over 100 degrees, how much wind do you think is being generated? How much How much these energy do you think these wind farms are creating uh, in 100 degree weather i'm going to tell you almost none now if there are wildfires and there's the, the the solar panels are being blocked out from the sun that also is going to diminish the amount of energy that is being created right that is being created by solar so what you see is you see a decrease on days where we need the most energy you see a decrease in energy from those renewable sources as well as, oh, guess what? We're in a drought. Now, while hydroelectric is not considered uh, renewable energy, I don't know why it's not, but you that but that is also affected because guess what? You don't have more, you don't have water going through the dams, you don't have water creating recreating you don't have water creating energy. No less hydroelectric. So that leaves us with gas and coal. Well, if we're moving away from that and we're stopping access to those plants in California, well, guess what then we have to do? We then have to then go out of the state in order to purchase energy. And by the way, many of these states are doing the same dumb thing that, our, that policymakers here in the state of California are doing. They're getting away from coal. They're getting away from natural gas. And so we're so they're now starting to experience rolling blackouts because we're buying up their energy. So that's what's causing the rolling blackouts. It's energy policy. It ain't the heat. That's why here you have in California, it's like a third world country. We're like the Haiti of the United States. It gets too hot. We can't keep the lights on. It rains too much. We can't keep the lights on. All of that can be tied to our energy policy. To Gavin Newsom, to Jerry Brown, to the members, to the Democrat-controlled state legislature, to the, the California Air Resources Board, all of them. That is why we are experiencing a, a challenge with energy and energy production. Oh, I forgot. forgot to mention. Blame Biden, too. Because he's right there, him and the Republican, the, the Democrat-controlled House and Senate. It's on all of them because it is their policies that are causing us to have these issues relating to our energy, right? So, you know, for those of you, I know that there are those of you out there who don't want to hear that, but guess what? It be the truth, it be the truth, and nothing but the truth. I'm just saying. All right, and finally, today's story, uh, 
those of you who have been watching, uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, II uh, has died today at 96 years old. Um, I've always thought it's been interesting, the fascination uh, that we here in the United States seem to have uh, with the royal family. Uh, whether it's the the young the youngins, you know William and Harry and 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 Angela Mer- Angela Merkel and all of these folks. It's like it's funny how we have this fascination with them, but I really believe that uh, to a to a certain degree, the the traditions and the the old school role of the monarchy uh, as we see it, kind of the 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 the, the uh, drama of the monarchy is going to basically pass away. I believe with Queen Elizabeth. Um, you already have, from what I understand, uh, Prince Charles uh, has uh, basically said, uh, led people to believe he doesn't want to be king, so then it's going to fall to his sons. Anyway, I, none of that is news, uh, just to say that it just seems like a, 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 such, a such a significant thing uh, in, in the news today that it just seemed like it would have been really, really remiss not, uh, not to mention it, uh, so I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it. All right. Now we are going to get on to the parting shot. Today's parting shots. Oh, these are some fun ones. Now, this first one, uh, this is in honor honor of Governor Hochul, uh, the governor of uh, the state of New York. Uh, Many of you uh, probably saw the show uh, where we talked about how in a legal brief, uh, the state of New York basically said, well, you know, we used to, you know, by the way, what they're talking about in terms of defending their good character policy, if you recall, New York, New York Rifle and Pistol v. Bruin dealt with, it basically outlawed the good cause policy. So now they, the only thing left, the only way in which they have to have discretion or to discriminate against people has to do with a good moral character, right? So normally what that would mean is that would just mean background check. So you do a background check. If you're able to legally own or possess a firearm, you got no felonies. Uh, sometimes I'll take it a little bit further. Hey, as long as you haven't, you know, there's nothing out there on social media where you're threatening people or anything like that, uh, then you'll be okay. You'll get your license. Well, now they've expanded it to a bunch of stuff in order, once again, to determine people's moral character. And in the case where people were going after them, where they were being, the state was being called out for this, they said, well, it's okay to discriminate against people. I mean, back in the day, uh, they used to discriminate against uh, Protestants, uh, against Native Americans, right? Uh, they used to discriminate, basically, well, we all also know in California, they used to discriminate against Chinese, against uh, black people. We know that, well, that black, against, and against Mexicans. Uh, but what this particular thing points out is, is uh is is the exact is that uh yeah this is how we stand so in the top image you have it you have a, a number you have four native americans all of which are holding rifles it says history colon don't trust the government and then the bottom part of it you have governor Hochul. it says the government historically disarming native americans proves you can disarm people for being immoral and that my friends, is pretty much the argument that the state of New York made uh, as they uh, as they tried to defend their new concealed carry policy. Uh, that uh, that meme comes to us uh, by way of the Firearms Policy Coalition. So FPC, thank you so much uh, for sharing that meme. Uh, that was that is a phenomenal. Uh, the next one has to do with uh, our story today. Stories today on uh, the rolling blackouts. 
and our energy policy here in the state of California. And I believe this uh, pretty much says it all. You're looking here at a, uh, a surge protector. Uh, you know, because we got to, you know, protect that surge. Make sure, you know, that we don't get too much of a surge. And it's got the surge protect protector plugged into itself. And that is how they're going to obtain energy uh, from, uh, well, from itself. Anyway, kind of dumb, as you can see. Doesn't work, and uh, it never will. And thus, we in the state of California, well, let's just say we're <laughs> we're kind of in the dark when it comes to our energy policy. Once again, for those of you listening... Uh, it is a meme. It is a picture of the California flag. Uh, the flag is kind of dark, uh, and you've got the bear that is on the flag sitting there with a flashlight. So <laughs> it is, uh, like I said, more than a little, more than a little humorous. Uh, very much appreciate whoever put that meme together. All right. Well, folks, hey, before we get going, we want to make sure to give uh, another shout out to our sponsors. We just want to make sure to thank the folks over at Hitman Industries. You can find them at hitmanindustries.net. Uh, also, the folks at California Republican Assembly. You can find them at cragop.org. And then there's uscombatgear.com. Please, folks, visit them. Spend money with them. Let them know that the guys over at the Rundown sent you. That is going to be it for today's episode. Uh, as you can see, we're ending a little early today because we obviously did not include the ramblings of one Mike Piwaworski, but uh, he should be back with us tomorrow. So for those of you who are missing him, uh, don't miss him. He'll be back. Or you can just bug him on Facebook. Give him a comment. Say hello. Say what's up. But in any case, uh, we will be back tomorrow. So until then, please make to like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. Hasta mañana. We'll see you tomorrow on Freeback Friday.